0: Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherry Stahl, host of the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. I'm so thankful you've tuned in for episode 85. In Fight for Peace, Kay Wyma is back again talking about her latest book, The Peace Project, and how you can experience true peace. I hope you're taking time to download one of the Soul H2O journal pages to help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com 86 along with information about our guests. So let's dive in into today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. This week, Remembrance Day ceremonies were held all over Canada as Americans were honoring Veterans Day. We live in some of the most peaceful places on the planet, but it didn't just happen. Soldiers had to fight for us to experience the freedom that brings peace. I think this is like our war for peace in our minds. It doesn't just mysteriously happen. A peaceful mind will only be attained if you fight for it. Thankfully, this conflict isn't fought on the battlefield of combat, but combated in the battlefield of your mind. I really think Philippians 4 verses 6 to 8 is a great template for learning how to conquer in the battle for a peaceful mind. So let me remind you what Paul said in Philippians 4, verses 6 to 8. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving You have to fight for peace in your mind first, before you deal with your problems. The first way for peace to get into your mind is to not worry about anything. I bet you're thinking, seriously, how can I do that? It's unrealistic. If Paul was in my shoes, he'd worry. I just wonder though. If it makes any difference when I tell you that Paul was in prison when he wrote these verses, if you compare all of Paul's writing, I think you'll see how the book of Philippians over the others exudes joy, and he wrote it from a place of wrongful imprisonment. If he could, you can. So how do you not worry about anything? Well, follow the second way to peace in your mind. Pray about Everything. Turn fear into faith by disciplining your mind to pray every time you worry. When you start to feel afraid your kids are going to get hurt riding their bikes, driving the car, or dating that guy, pray, Lord, I thank you for protecting my children. When you're afraid of losing your job, pray, Lord, I thank you that this company is not my provider. You are. I look forward to seeing how you'll provide for my needs. If you're afraid of your marriage falling apart, pray, Lord, I bring my marriage to you right now. Fill us with a deep love for each other that will stand the tests of time. Turn fear and anxiety into catalysts for prayer. My theory is that the devil will clue in and realize he's bringing on good things by causing you to fear and eventually he'll give up. Maybe or maybe not. The third and last way to peace in your mind is to think on good things. And what's gooder than God? Nothing. Put some worship music on, throw your hands up in the air and begin praising God. It won't be long until your burdens are lifted, anxiety alleviated, and your heart healed. Then you'll be in the right mind to deal with your problems. Does God's peace make sense? Not at all. It transcends understanding and goes beyond human understanding. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Focus your thoughts on God, then tackle your problems. Rinse and repeat. The fight for peace of mind is just that simple.
1: It is just about that moment and kind of the, the fleshy things, if you will. And that's kind of what's missing in, you know, mainstream or secular music. Whereas the Christian music, artists are vulnerable and they write a song. It's so much more about what's life-giving and breathing and just trying to give honor and glory to God. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith Strong Today's Good Company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul
0: H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Today we have Kay wills Wima on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show. Kay was also our interview guest on episode 52, Do You Have a Plan, back in January. With New Year's not too far away, you might want to listen to that one again. Kay is a blogger, author, vodcaster, and mother of five. I'm wondering if she actually sleeps, but you know, Kay has at least seven books on Amazon that can help you through so many of life's issues, and her latest book, The Peace Project, that released just in May of this year, invites you in to join and another WIMA experiment to move you and the people around you from discord to peace, from friction toward togetherness. Welcome back to the
2: Soul H2O show, Kay. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And it's always fun to talk to you, Sherry. Well, Kay, I am really excited about
0: your new book. And, you know, the the foreword kind of sets the bar really, really high. And I'm gonna read it. Ron Hall said in your in the foreword, I promise after reading this entertaining and inspiring book, your heart will be reconditioned and everyone within your reach at the sound of your voice
2: should prepare to be blessed. So that's a pretty high bar wow. set there at the beginning gosh you know especially coming from ron i don't know if you know ron and his story but he and his wife lived a life of reaching out to people that needed help especially a homeless guy named denver and their story is so phenomenal in the book same kind of different as me and the movie it was a major motion picture too okay i do not know him but maybe you can connect us and can have him
0: on the show that sounds like a really interesting story and i know this book yeah Comes out of an interesting story too. So maybe if you could share with the people how this book, you know, the catalyst for you writing this book and starting the Peace Project in your personal life first before it even became a book.
2: Yeah. And it always, like all good things, it started with a rotten attitude, you know? <laughs> and so, <laughs> anyway. It did. How embarrassing. And it really, I feel like it was just a gift from the Lord. And because I did not expect it, it started one morning when I was coming home to get coffee ready for a group group of ladies that was coming over. And I open the refrigerator. There's two cartons of milk. I pick up the first one and it's empty. And then I pick up the second one and it's empty, which I'm sure I was one of the culprits. I don't know, but boy, it was frustrating. <laughs> and so I get out, you know, grumbling into the car and I back out our driveway. And um, this huge, big black pickup truck, because I I live in Texas, so everything is bigger here in Texas, (laughs) was um, barreling down our street, you know? And I was sort of like, what are you doing? Like, I just backed out of the driveway. And he gave me no option but to back up, which I very begrudgingly did, you know, muttering like just words to myself that were absolutely, first of all, he couldn't hear them and they weren't helpful to me either. But (laughs) as I started to back up, this is where this whole, Whole thing hit me. And um, as I was backing up, I looked up and this beautiful sunrise was coming through the clouds. And in that moment, I started to breathe. Like I actually like took a deep breath. And I, I was sitting in my car going, What am I doing? Grumbling. Like it's it's it was summer. I was in an air-conditioned car. I was going to the grocery store where there were refrigerated items, you know, and I might even walk in the door and someone would say, Hi, Kay. And I just without realizing what I was doing, I was actually ticking through thoughts of thankfulness, like literally just going, well, this is what I have to be thankful for. And it did what it does and what it always does just physically in my, you know, part of your brain is created for thankfulness, it's like a reset. And I literally started physically feeling better. And in that moment, I was like, well, I am going to back up, which, um, again, I wasn't thinking about it, but it was an act of kindness. And I willingly did it, and which changed from being forced to do it. And um, I happily did it. And I actually had to back up a, a ways down the the street, because we have, a, we have a, a street that has lots of parked cars on it. And, um, and so as I pulled aside, the next thing that happened I think was probably the most powerful and I got to see the guy drive by and as he drove mm-hmm. by, I saw a human being behind the wheel. And I had a moment just going, I have no idea what's happening in that person's day. Like they could be racing to the hospital for all I know. They could be late to work. They could just be a jerk, you know, and jerks have long lives. And mm-hmm. and in that moment, not trying to be over spiritual or anything, I actually prayed for him and for myself too, you know, just, and, and, and something happened, Sherry. Like I was yeah. feeling so good. I went to the grocery store on a high, like I walked through so happy, I even came back and told the group of ladies that was meeting at my house later, you're not gonna believe what happened. And like, I still feel great. And it started this question, like, what did happen in that moment? And as I started to even peel it back with my friends, it was thankfulness and kindness, and that compassion that was a part of seeing the person as a human being that was driving by. Um, Even though it was an unsettling moment and that guy didn't do anything kind for me, it brought Mm -hmm. in these powerful sensations that come with mercy that I really had never considered that before. And I was sort of like with my friends going, that was so powerful. What I mean, could we do that? What would happen if we practice that? Like very very purposefully set into our day, practicing thankfulness, kindness and mercy. And then I was like, I wonder what would happen if we did that for 30 days, because I have a lot of friends that do like a diet called the whole (laughs) 30, which I am a a wimp. I have never done (laughs) it. You have to give up coffee, which just is not going to work for me, at least with milk and sugar in it. And Mm -hmm. um, anyway, and I was like, why don't we try a Soul 30? Because I think this stuff could be really helpful to our thought process and to our souls. And so... It was it was a game i mean i really did it was like let's see what happens and boy it didn't take much and my kids were sweet to jump on board we tracked it for 30 days and it is so significant and and the reason why you know, at the end of the day, it is so significant because it's hard not to ask why it has such an impact. We Mm -hmm. very quickly realize that it goes straight back to the greatest commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind and love others as you love yourself. And um, it's it is so powerful. I would just encourage your listeners just to try it for five days. I mean, 30 is great, but just put it into your day and get ready. It is life altering. Well, I know it is.
0: Uh, It's all put into your book and I hope everyone comes back as we learn the practicalities of putting the Peace Project into our lives.
2: Hi, I'm Kay Wyma and my music pick for our Soul H2O radio is Peace Be Still by Hope Darst. I don't want to be afraid. Every time I face the
1: waves, you speak peace. Nourish your faith with your favorite Bible teachers whenever you can. Connect to your global community wherever you are. And worship with an uplifting mix of today's top artists however you want. Download the My Joy Radio app right now and never view out your favorite songs, stories, or scriptures ever again. It's free and grants you unlimited access to on demand programs and podcasts, an in app Bible, and Joy Radio's 24 hour live stream. Get the My Joy Radio app today in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Thanks for listening to the Soul H20 podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe,
0: then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. we're back here with Kay Wills Wyma talking about her latest book, The Peace Project. And before we get into the practicalities of her book, we're going to get Kay's Bible study tool and tip that can help you to get
2: into Bible study. Okay, well, one of my favorite verses that goes along with The Peace Project is from Isaiah 26.3 that says, you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And so a Bible study tip or, or tool that I use i really use it every morning with my kids honestly as crazy as it is for years i've read scripture with my kids and we always open the morning and open the word with a prayer that says this lord please open our eyes and ears to be able to see and hear what you have for us today and in that it sort of like dials everything down and allows us to enter scripture just to know him ah it's been so powerful Mm. and fun That's great.
0: That's a really great tip. And I think when we do that, when we pray before we read a scripture, it does. It just dials our focus into that scripture and what God wants to speak to us. So Mm -hmm. excellent advice. Um, We are talking about your book, The Peace Project, and we heard this crazy story. And I think it's really great because we've all had experiences like this over and over. If you've ever driven a vehicle, I think you have the opportunity to have someone kind of tick you off. And, you know, our natural human nature is to get mad, get frustrated, complain. That's why people fall into road rage. But instead of following those natural patterns, you made your brain, you made yourself follow a different pattern. And that's how this book all came to be. And then you got your Mm -hmm. friends to follow along in this journey with you to actually put peace into practice. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. you chose to do it for 30 days. Is there a reason why you said 30 days? Like, is there any importance in that?
2: Well, I love the idea of a soul 30. And you know, there is kind of that idea that to get a habit, you have to do something for 27 days or more. So and more than anything, it just gets it into your life, like practicing something and exercising something, if you do it every day, it helps it become a habit. It really does Mm -hmm. so that that's where you're going first. And so in this process, yeah, it's like with anything that gets you unsettled, whether it's relationships, whether it's anxiety or worry or stress or so much that people are dealing with, even moving into these holidays that are coming up, to actually tap into thankfulness first, it's so powerful, it sounds boring, but it really is amazing what it does to your body just by the neural pathways that it helps to change allowing that to go first and it's like a mental reset so that you can enter into these things that could be harder practicing kindness actually takes it from the thought process which is where thankfulness lives into doing it and so you have an action occurring and that again Mm. actually helps you get new neural pathways in your brain because the lord made us with neuroplasticity it's so fascinating so that these roads that we tend to that you know travel all the time that do center on anxiety or worry or whatever it might be frustration even things old unforgiveness or bitterness that we might have you can actually change the highways that your thoughts travel and that's what i found to be the most interesting concept and we actually watched it come into play i watched it with my kids and kids can't fake it like you're gonna get the real (laughs) stuff from your kid Mm -hmm. And it was the mercy part that was the soul issue. And I think part of the reason why it's so powerful, one of the definitions that I loved was from a, a Jesuit priest named James Keenan. And he says that mercy is the willingness to enter into the chaos of another and even our own chaos, our own narratives that we have that we repeat over ourselves to be able to willingly enter into it. And that's the key where if I'm willing, I'm not a victim. And in the willingness, I get to receive and live out one of the greatest things. And that is that your identity has been declared by God, as as has your worth been determined by him. And to be able to lean into that and to live it and to act it out is is what I think we all just like, found to be the most powerful and arguably the most hard part of the whole process. I love how you often combine science
0: and the reality of our lives, (laughs) down to those little day-to-day steps of driving to the grocery store and and dealing with our kids. And you, you know, they joke about the Waima experiments, but I love how you do these practical experiments to show this and and how the science really backs up Mm -hmm. that thankfulness, kindness and mercy really does make a difference. So how do you, you know, back up this science and and learn the cha- the things that need to change
2: you know, I didn't. I didn't go into this with any thought process. I really felt like it was a gift from the Lord, allowing something into our lives that was actually going to give us life, and to make the ground solid. I, we had no idea some of the hardship we were going to experience even in the coming months. And the reason why we could live it wholly and fully, which really is the definition of peace, the peace that Christ speaks of, is shalom, and it is wholeness and completeness, the coming together of opposites, where the light meets the dark, and we got to live it and I just think for me I think it was a gift and I love how scripture is always proving science I mean it just is continually going back to it and I just find that so Mm -hmm. encouraging
0: I find that so encouraging too I love people like Dr. Caroline Leaf who talks so you know in ways that makes it so easy to understand about our neural pathways and how we can change them. And I do believe Mm -hmm. as I've, you know, looked at your book that that is exactly what is happening as people do. Now, Mm -hmm. I I think people can expect to go on an adventure if they're going to put the peace project into practice. And what kind of adventures did you and some of the people taking it in the original group have?
2: Oh my goodness. It was daily adventures and it surprised us all. And the thing that surprised us the most is how it impacted these deep um, ruts that we didn't even know we were in. I had one friend who just, you know, her kids had grown older and she had never realized how impatient she was with her kids and how she would have, have them running through things, which really treated them more like an object rather than a human being. These people living next to her that she loved so much. And when she slowed down and started to lean into this actually seeing beyond the unseen that comes along with Mercy, it it changed like undeniably changed the way she reacted to the people in her house and then further took it further to the relational issues of friends and even extended family. And I mean, that part blew us away and again it all started with thankfulness which helps you to get out of whatever moment you're in and it brings life into it and it's like it primes the pump to be invite you into these amazing processes that are there for us it's for us for our good and certainly for the lord's glory who's at the center of it all Kay, this is an excellent book that I hope everyone gets.
0: I hope that what we've talked about here just kind of is the catalyst for them to grab a hold of your book, to actually put it into practice and start seeing that that shalom peace of God come in the midst of mm. difficult circumstances and really hard times. So Kay, I want to thank you for being on the show and sharing your latest work with us. We can't wait till you you know release your next one and we get to have you on again. <laughs>
2: my gosh, you're just the best. And I do. I really hope it's in person next time. (laughs) Mm, I do, too. That would be awesome. (laughs) Well, thank you so much, Kay. Thank you so much for having me. And thanks so much to your listeners.
0: This week, I challenge you to follow Paul's example in Philippians 4, verses 6 to 8, and fight for peace in your mind. Follow these three simple but difficult to follow through on steps. Don't worry about anything. Pray about everything. Focus your thoughts on God and do all of this before you tackle your problems. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 86 on the Soul H2O radio and podcast show, fight for peace. Make sure to check out the show notes for deeper insights and information about our guest at soulh2o.com/86. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Come back next week to hear from Joe Amaral and my hubby Todd cuz with those two, you know it's going to be good. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul H2O Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this Joy Radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.